following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! First at 10, Heineke. Looks right, throws towards the end zone. Jump ball, corner of the end zone. Logan Thomas with the Seals. Touchdown! Ricky Seals Jones. Touchdown, Washington. Good snap, good hold. Kick is good. Washington wins it. Yeah, I didn't know until right then with Graham White's time. Got the got the ball wrong. Ricky Seals Jones touchdown. That's okay though. Hey, it, it's a learning it's a learning thing. Learning curve for Bram. It's, it's just the beginning of his second year. Someone cut him some slack. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast, sponsored as always by DraftKings. Going to tell you how to get $200 in free bets with DraftKings Sportsbook in just a few minutes. You, uh, your heart your heart settled down yet? Back to its normal normal beats per minute? Hey, how, how many people are 20 pounds overweight and didn't need a blast of the ticker like that last night? Man, oh, man. I don't know. I, I, well, I tell you what I do know, and that's the district was going nuts all day over one Taylor F. Heineke out of Old Dominion University. I don't know if you remember, and for those of you who are newcomers to the show, our good friend, former ODU guard Robbie Duncan, who used to block for Heineke, said, look, Dude can make all the throws. I promise you, he's an NFL quarterback. Well, last night, he proved he's at least an NFL quarterback right now. Big debate going on is, do you think that the football team has found its answer at quarterback? Forget three, four years in the future. How about just for 2021? We're going to talk about that. We're going to hear from Heineke. We're going to hear from Chase Young, we're going to hear from Terry McLaurin, and we're going to hear from Ron Rivera. Uh, but before we get to all that, how about we do us a couple of uh, how about we do a couple of post game observations here after the thirty to twenty nine win over the New York Football Giants. <laughs> Some old school NBC sports music there. You know that doubled as the NHL theme as well in the early 70s? All right, raise your hand if you said to yourself afterwards, that is the game that this team, this franchise always loses. Because they do. Immediately afterwards, what I thought about was 2006, game against the Cowboys at FedEx Field. Uh, The Cowboys have a chip shot field goal to win the game. It's blocked by Troy Vincent. Sean Taylor scoops up the ball. It returns it to like the 50-yard line. And you're like, great, overtime. At least they've got a shot. 
And then you see all the penalty flag. It was a defensive. It was a face mask call on the Cowboys. Gave them another 15 yards. They hit the game-winning field goal. And Washington miraculously wins that game. It was that kind of a feel on Thursday night. I mean, I, I don't know what you can say other than about three minutes before Dustin Hopkins hit that game-winning field goal. Uh, oh, by the way, you know, on the second try, uh, I was sitting there just completely beside myself. The Scott Turner could have made such a boneheaded mistake on second down um, when with four minutes to go. Look, despite everything, and there are a lot of things that have to get corrected, especially defensively. You know, the, def- the front four has got to be able to get to the quarterback. I'm starting to get really concerned with what you're seeing in the defensive backfield. There's just too many breakdowns, and teams are just moving the ball. Through two weeks, granted, but it's a disturbing trend. Moving it way too easily through the air. Now, despite all that, and despite uh, Shepard dropping a ball in which he was, you know, he was wide open, uh, the Giants left 11 points out there on, on the field. And I heard something very interesting from Brian Mitchell today. He said, if you watch Shepard running that route, he blew past William Jackson the third, and he slowed up. That's you know, that, that's inexcusable. That Giants team is a grease fire. I mean, between that, between the false start penalties they got, having two guys, two defensive guys on the field, I think it was defensively, it was defensive or offensive lineman, whichever it was, you got two guys out on the field they are not supposed to be out there, forces you to take a timeout. Uh, you know, if you're Joe Judge, you got to be hoping that you got just about all that money up front because if this keeps up, he ain't going to be long for for Giants land. He's really not. And Dave Gettleman will be close behind him. There's That is a franchise that is in disarray right now. Yet, despite that, Scott Turner gave them a chance to win that ball game. And, and, you know, we didn't hear from anybody about that either last night or today, which is a little concerning, but it is what it is. You have the ball with a one-point lead and four odd minutes no I'm sorry two odd minutes left on the clock you need maybe two first downs and you're good game's over why throw it why throw it in any circumstance with anybody behind center whether it's Taylor Heineke or Tom Brady you don't do it I mean I I, okay yeah it was a short pass well big deal there's a couple of things that could have happened there. You get it intercepted like you did, give the Giants the ball deep in your territory, they kick a field goal, go up, and, you know, the final score of that game should have been 29-27. If it had been incomplete, the clock would have stopped. Giants save a timeout. You basically give them a, a, a free, you know, clock stoppage there. You keep it all on the ground. What's the worst that happens? You get tackled for a loss. You bleed another 35 seconds or so off the clock. That was just, I I hope that Scott Turner has to answer for that. Aside from that, I thought overall he called a pretty good game, except for the fact that he nearly lost the game with that really bad call. 
So I hope that he gets held accountable for that. I, I got a feeling that Rivera was not happy about it just because he he actually went out of his way to praise Scott Turner in the postgame interview. I, I thought it smacked a little of a we have complete and full confidence in our offensive coordinator. Look, he's a young guy. I get it. He's going to make mistakes, but that was a really bad one that should have cost this team the game. Then, of course, Dustin Hopkins missing the first field goal from 48 yards, which, admit it, you knew that was happening. I mean, it was just, there's something about Hop when he gets outside of about 45 yards. Inside of 45, he's he's deadly. He's dead balls on accurate. Outside, 50-50 shot. And thank God the refs, either blew the call or saw it, depending on which which way you go with it. I'll take it. I will take that offsides penalty and and happily give Hopkins another shot. And, hey, he buried it. And so even though they probably should have lost this game, uh, they came out of there with the win. You know, 30 to, 20, uh, 30 to 29, take it. Take it. Every day of the week, they're one and one now. Could very well be tied for the lead in the division after Sunday. Now you go to Buffalo one and one. If the chalk holds, they should be after their first four games at 500. They should be two and two. If the chalk holds, they lose in Buffalo next week. They win in Atlanta, and they finish the month of September and get to the quarter pole at two and two. I'll take it. You know, at this point. You got to take it because two games after that are going to be really, really tough because it's New Orleans and then Kansas City coming to FedEx, and you have to figure out a way to try and win one of those two. And I'm not sure they can, not at this point. But hey, all of that is in the future. Hopefully, at some point, we'll get access to the All 22 films so we can actually break some of this tape down. But right now, let's go and hear a little bit of post-game chatter, and let us start with the man of the hour, one Taylor F. Heineke. Well, we might as well begin where the craziness began in the fourth quarter. Two minutes left. Washington is down two after that soul-crushing interception. We asked Taylor to take us through those last two minutes of the game. It was a whirlwind, you know. Uh, you go down, have that two-play drive for 75, a score touchdown, and uh, take the lead. And defense does a great job of getting a stop and giving us the ball. And we had a chance to, to close it out there with the first down. And, you know, just the interception. Bradbury made a great play. Um, he was with us in Carolina, me, Scott, and Bradbury in Carolina. He's seen that play before. I think he, he you know, he jumped it and, and made a great play. Um, but yeah, after the two-minute drill, you know, we had faith in our defense to get the ball back, and we knew that we just needed to get a, get a field goal. And we practiced that situation a lot in practice. So I felt like the guys were ready, and uh, for it to come to fruition, for us to accomplish that goal in a game, it's, uh, it was huge. Here are Heineke's final stats, 34 of 46, 336 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Too many throws. To win a game, to win games long term, but of course they were doing it from behind, especially in the last two minutes of the game. I know it is what everybody is asking. So does this mean Heineke keeps the job for the rest of the year, or is he just Mister Right now, as opposed to being Mister Right 
Well, I think it's going to be a moot point because I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be able to play again this year. But all things being equal, you got to ride with Heineke as long as you can. None other than, I think, Jeffrey Tambor explained it perfectly. It's probably on a heater, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. And he is definitely on a heater. I can't think of any better advice. I, I really can't. The thing about it is that you got to like about Heineke. Um, he's not tall enough to be a franchise quarterback. He doesn't really possess the arm strength to be a franchise quarterback, but somehow he gets the job done. He's got it. He's got that one thing that you can't teach, can't coach. You're either born with it or you're not, and apparently he's got it. So they're going to ride this as long as they can, and it could be for the entire season. I look at a look at him a lot like Todd Collins back in the day. Again, not the most talented guy in the world, but he had it. And one of the things that Collins had that Heineke has as well is a really, really firm grasp of the offense that they're running. Worked out pretty good for Todd Collins. He won what? <coughs> Excuse me, five, six straight games and got uh, the then Redskins into the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. Could be looking at the same thing with Heineke. It's going to be a roller coaster. It is going to be fun, and it's probably going to cause us to have a few heart attacks up and down the line. One of the other things you have to like about him was his composure. You know, he didn't get rattled, really, after that interception, despite the fact he almost literally threw the game away. Yeah, it was, it was really frustrating, um, you know, going down with a two-play 75-yard drive touchdown to go ahead and, and then for that to happen. Um, it really, really frustrated myself, but a lot of guys on the team came up to me and said, hey, we're going to get the ball back for you. You're going to have another chance to score. So, um, again, we, we practiced that a lot. Uh, defense did a great job of getting us the ball back and, you know, hop, making that, making that field goal. So it was, it was a good team effort. Did you think the back and forth had ended with that pick, or did you still hold out hope that you would get another shot? Say that one more time. Did you did you think the back and forth kind of ended with that interception, or did you hold out hope that you would get another shot? Um, obviously hold out hope, get another shot. You know, our defense we have a great defense, and you know all they had to do was hold them to three, and uh, you know fortunately they did, and we got the ball back with two minutes, timeout, that, which is huge. You know, having having a timeout there in the two minute at the end is uh, is big, and I think if we didn't have that, it would have been a lot more tough, so a lot tougher. So. Um, you know, it, I had a lot of confidence going in. We practiced it a lot, like I said, and uh, I think we did a good job executing it. It's a powerful thing that he's got going right now. I mean, you know, this is a guy who threw for a million yards in college, and since, you know, once getting an opportunity to start, has done everything that's asked for him. So you've got to, you know, you gotta, you got to give him, you got to keep running him out there. You really don't. I mean, you don't get up when you're on a heater, do you? It's probably on a heater, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. See what I mean? Uh, and, of course, what was it like to get that first win as a starter in the National Football League? Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, the first start was, what, two three years ago in Carolina? Threw three picks, tore my tricep. It was just a brutal thing, and that was my last start until last year Tampa. Um, t come in Tampa last year, had a good game, but ultimately fell up short. 
and then finally um, get that first win. So it's nice to get that weight off your shoulders and hopefully we can keep the ball rolling. I think that there is a strong chance that they do, particularly because whatever he may or may not lack in talent, you know, when it comes to the measurables, he's got he's got the confidence of this team on both sides of the ball. Uh, guys know when he goes out there, good things are going to happen, and that is a powerful, powerful tool. Listen to what both Terry McLaurin and Chase Young said about him. But guy, he just he lets it go all over off his back, and um, you know he he did a great job orchestrating the two minute drill. Like I said, he it seemed like he was throwing to some of everybody out there. He was taking what the defense gave him. He weren't ta- he wasn't taking any bad plays like sacks or trying to throw into double coverage. Um, he just did a great job. He's very poised back there, and um, you see all this preparation that he's put in, and you're seeing it out there on the field. Uh, I know there wasn't a lot of talking going on during the two-minute drill, but just in terms of his poise and how the ball came out and the reads he was making, what did you see out there? I mean, it really felt like practice. Everybody on the sideline was like, this is practice. We we practice two-minute a few times a week. And, um, you know, you never know when it's going to come up, but in those opportunities, when it does like tonight, you got to come through and connect. And I feel like we did a good job. Guys were in their spot. O-line did an unbelievable job blocking up front. Um, when we needed to get those tough yards, they were they were winning it up front. And that's that's what we got to do um, You know, in the trenches. I feel like both sides of the ball, they did really well. But in the two-minute drill, that's when you got to execute. And a lot of games in the NFL come down to those last two minutes. So it's good to see the work that we put in in the offseason and in practice in the two-minute drill to come out into a win this week. I, I see he a baller. Um, you know, he, he came in last year and showed he can sling it. Um, you know, you, you just give them, you know, camp with the whole team that, you know, that all these practices and, you know, he can come in the game. And he, he, he can throw that pill. Um, we have all trust in full and, uh, you know, we on the side. That is all that you need to know from Chase Young right there. Man, a few words, but when he speaks, uh, you know that he means it. When we come back, Ron Rivera this morning, well, this afternoon, actually, Had a few hours to decompress, watch the film. Let's see what he thinks the day after. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, week one may be over, but that does not mean that the fun is with DraftKings. In fact, the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And uh, kickoff week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly. All you got to do is bet a dollar on any football game. And listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a bet of $1 on any Week 2 game. Receive $200 in free bets instantly. Now, Sportsbook is not available yet in your state. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes, and they are up for grab all season long with the Daily Fantasy Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit as well. Look, it's easy. I did it last night before the game. Went, downloaded the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I got the $200 in free bets, and I laid some, you know, serious bets down on some props, and one of them hit. I took $25 of the free bets that I got, put it on Terry McLaurin to score a touchdown at any point in the game. McLaurin scores a touchdown. I cashed in 40 bucks. Now, the free bets are just that, free bets, kind of like free play at the casino. But that $40, I can, I can get that out right now if I want to. As a matter of fact, after we're finished here, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I'm going to cash out. 
risked nothing, wound up with 40 bucks. Not a bad night. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That is promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 Wager required one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Time for us to hear from head coach Ron Rivera. Rivera meeting with reporters this afternoon uh, after walking, uh, like the guys come in do a little bit of treatment coaches have watched the tape all that good stuff team's got a little bit of a mini buy here until next week so they can heal up over the weekend we're all concerned i think and we can all see that there are some problems in the defensive secondary and with the linebackers and for that matter i mean you you got to say the defense with a few exceptions like jonathan allen as a whole uh, not playing up to the preseason hype But when asked about it, Rivera said what he has seen on tape can be corrected once they get back to practice. Well, the thing that that, that I appreciate more so than anything else is, and and it was asked earlier, I believe, by Nikki, is is that those are all things that are correctable. I mean, those are all things that we can correct and, 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 and be better at. That's the thing that gives us, you know, pause for for optimism is that those are correctable things. Um, are there some things that we could do differently as coaches? Yes. And those are things that we're working on as well. You know, we watched the tape and yeah, maybe we could have put them in a better position for some other things. But when, when you see that, that some of the things that are out there are all correctable to me that, you know, we're positive about that. Um, I did like some individual play. I really did. I, I thought some of the guys on the defensive line were outstanding individually. Um, collectively, they were good. Um, and then we had the mistakes where we, you know, we dive down inside and we allow a running back to pop one on us, you know, um, that's disappointing. Um, you watch the offensive line and you watch how physical they were and, and how stout they were and how they, you know, again, you know, we, we, we threw the ball 46 times and, and we only had one sack and, you know, and, and you know, and, and as, I, as I said, you know, they did a nice job covering us and Taylor tried to make something happen. And, and unfortunately, you know, he went down, but, that was it. I mean, that, that's a huge positive to build off of it. And I really appreciate the way they competed. Uh, I love the way Terry, you know, just 11 catches. I mean, what a day. I mean, that, that those are the things that, you know, when you see and you really get a chance to look at, and then you look at it and you say, you know what, even though Terry had 11 catches, he's going to tell you there's probably two or three more he could have had. He could have had all 14 completions um, you know, because he was targeted 14 times. So that's the pluses. I mean, those are the things to be excited about. And, and, and that's what, you know, I'll harp on when we have our team meeting today at two o'clock and to tell the guys, hey, you guys, you know, we're very fortunate. We want a football game, but we can be better. And, and, and I really do believe that, that, that all of our guys will, will look at it that way. And that's what we're going to take from it. That's, that's how we're going to approach it as coaches. And, and I believe and I hope our players will, will, will agree and accept that. We've talked about this before, but one of the tells with Juan Rivera, when he is fully engaged in a topic and he's not just giving you coach speak, he'll answer a question in depth. That answer was over two minutes long. 
That's one of the longest answers I've ever seen him give to a question. I got a feeling it is not going to be a fun week for the defense, especially in those meetings. It's all correctable, just lack of discipline a couple times. We went diving down inside on the play action where we shouldn't have been. That's frustrating because we prepared for it. You know, something that we've seen in the past. Uh, He has uh, exploited that in the past. Uh, He did it last week and he did it again this week. So that's disappointing. That will be pointed out and we're going to work to correct it because that's honestly, it's, it's, it's something that's very frustrating for, for, for us as coaches. I know for the players, because, you know, they're trusting their teammates to do their job and, you know, we've got to be disciplined enough to do the things we're supposed to. Yeah, that is not going to be fun in the meeting rooms next week. Finally, uh, last thing we want to talk to him about, Taylor Heineke. I mean, what else is there that's left to be said, but you want to get Rivera's impressions of his new starting quarterback? Well, I mean, from from everything as to the decision-making to, you know, where he he, he he checked a play. You know, he, he, he made a call in a very confident way, and, and we ran it, and we hit it. Or, to put it even more succinctly, It's probably on a heater. And you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. See, that's all there is to it. All right, Mick and the clock on the wall say we got to get out of here. Washington is now 1-1 one and one on the season. They are off until a week from Sunday when they shuffle off to Buffalo to play the, as far as it stands now, 0-1 buffalo bills we'll see what we two brings for josh allen's company don't forget to download us on itunes spotify megaphone wherever fine podcasts are sold also do me a favor go and uh, go follow us on instagram it's at bob matthews 965 have a good one everybody we'll talk to you next week remember like the wise man once said if you're on your bike tonight as always do wear white